What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to SwiftCast. If you're a fan of Taylor, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on iTunes or your podcast app, and it will automatically download our episodes for you each week. We have a lot of exciting episodes and guests as Reputation rolls out, so you'll only be doing yourself a favor by subscribing. Also, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at SwiftCast13, or you can find all of our episodes and social media at our website, SwiftCast13.com. Enjoy the show! I'm too sexy for my love, too sexy for my love, love's going to leave me. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 219 of SwiftCast. This is Ashley, Nate, and Steph. We are so excited for the special episode we have for you guys today. We have two amazing guests joining us. We have Richard and Fred Fairbrass, who, if you don't know who they are, are part of the band Right Said Fred. And you probably have been hearing the band's name a lot lately because when Look What You Made Me Do came out, we quickly discovered that credited as writers for the song, along with Taylor and Jack, were Richard, Fred, and their guitarist, Rob Manzoli. So our listeners might be familiar with arguably their biggest hit from 1991, titled I'm Too Sexy, uh, which directly inspired the chorus for Look What You Made Me Do. Now, this song was humongous, and it topped the charts in six countries, including the United States. And just to have these two call into our show was truly amazing, and it was so fun being able to talk with them. It was so much fun, and because they're based in the UK, we actually recorded this call at 6 a.m. our time, and it was worth every single minute that we lost of sleep because they were just so fun and engaging, and it was so interesting to hear about the process for Look What You Made Me Do and all of their other exciting projects that they have coming up. Yes, I had pretty high expectations for this interview because of how awesome they are and what a long great career they've had but honestly it exceeded every expectation that i had oh yeah absolutely plus their british accents added a lot of sexiness to our lives get it huh (laughs) a joke that i'm sure taylor has made (laughs) (laughs) probably that's probably true so without any further ado here is our interview with right said fred we are so excited to have Fred and Richard on the line right now. How's it going, guys? Hi. Uh, going well, thank you. Very well. We're both well. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. It's a much more civilized time here than it is where you are, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just been such a crazy, exciting week for Taylor with everything going on that sleep has become less and less of a priority for us. <laughs> yes, I guess. I guess it's been a mad week for you. Yeah, exactly. 
So we're recording this on Friday, September 1st. Look What You Made Me Do has been out for about a week now. And a lot of the fans, I think, have heard a little bit about how Right Said Fred was involved with the song. But just if you guys could tell us in your own words sort of how it initially came about, we would love to hear that. Okay. Uh, Well, we were contacted by our publisher, which is Spirit Music. Um, and they had already been involved in negotiations with um, Taylor's team. So we came in, a, in, in on the sort of back end of it, really. Um, and uh, most of the, you know, the, the, the uh, negotiations have been completed by the time we got involved because we've worked with our publisher for a long time. So we tend to, they, they know what we will approve and won't approve and be happy with and won't be happy with. And obviously, this interpolation is fantastic for us. So uh, we were more than happy to... Uh, to approve everything. Can you just briefly explain for everyone what that means? <laughs> okay. Well, people using the, the word sample, it, sample is the wrong expression because a sample involves the use of, of the original master recording. This is not a sample. So on Taylor's song, they have not used anything from the original recording of I'm Too Sexy. What they've done is in, interpolation sort of means it's similar to incorporation. So they have taken some salient points from our composition, I'm Too Sexy, and interpreted it in their own way. So they haven't used the lyric, but they've used um, the, the meter of the song. The da, ba, da, 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 ba, da, da, they've used that. And it's, um, it, it, that, that, it, so it's the look what you made me do is the, is the section of the song which um, has been uh, influenced, if you like, and interpolated from I'm Too Sexy. Does that make sense? Oh, that's really interesting. Yes. So that, that's it. So you're seeing a lot of a lot of stuff of people using the word sample, and this is a this is very much a publishing issue and not a recording issue because if they'd sampled it, they'd be using the uh, a, a, a recording of us. But we have we. We aren't, as we aren't on the record, so therefore it's not sampled. It's strictly a publishing issue. However, you are listed as co-writers, which Taylor and Jack did because of, as you mentioned, using the elements from the song. Yes, that's exactly right. So that, that's exactly right. So the, 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 um, uh, the co-write is, um, makes sense because it's based on a publishing issue. So it's um, it's a, it's it's to do with the composition of the song, yeah. And and it's been you know being credited on Taylor's song is fantastic. We are very fortunate and um, uh, yeah, we're and and happy about it because uh, I mean I think when you play we we we've played the two songs back to back, obviously yeah for our own yeah, for our own reasons. And uh, we for us it, it, one if you play you can actually play one song on top of the other. It's quite a it's um, it's quite a, uh, a, a a clear sort of um, connection between the two ideas, and um, we've actually been we've actually been in, in and out of rehearsals this week, and we've played around with mashing the song up, and it's really interesting. Oh my god, I have to hear that. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, we, well, we're, we're back in the studio on um, Sunday. Yeah, we're back in the studio with the band on Sunday, so um, we've got some pre-production to do, but we're hoping to have the time take a couple of hours out and actually do a short version of it and uh, and see how that sounds. And we're going to film it. Oh. Yeah, we're hoping to have that up online sometime in the next week. And um, it'll sound a lot tougher than people are expecting. Our live band is quite hard 
compared to some of the stuff we've recorded. So I think people will find it interesting. And the Taylor thing works great. It works really well. So, uh, and, it, and, and, and the meter is a great, um, the way it sets off against I'm Too Sexy is really interesting. So we're, we're hoping to have a version of that sort of um, for people to watch in the next week or so. So that'll be cool. That's so cool. I'm so looking forward to that. I remember you said when the song first came out that you were hoping that people on the internet would create crazy mashups for you guys to see. Yes, absolutely right. Yeah, I, mean, I think, uh, and that's, what, that's the great thing about technology and, and social media, that um, you, you get this sort of people doing their, their homegrown versions of things, some of which are really good. And it can be quite a creative forum. So um, uh, we've heard a few already. Some DJs have been doing it. And we were told that a, a metal band, heavy metal band, have done a version of Look What You Do to Look What You Made Me Do. Well, we haven't heard that, but we've been told someone did it. Um, and I think it's great. I mean, I think there's 30, no, about 25,000 versions of I'm Too Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're hoping that, you know, I'm sure Taylor will achieve that easily uh, with people doing covers of hers, you know. Well, that's kind of the great thing about Taylor's music that I think we've all enjoyed as fans over the years is that it always lends itself to be adapted so well into basically any genre. Yes. Yes. Well, so if, if, if a song's well written, um, then it will, it, it, it will transfer into, into different genres. Um, so um, I, I, we have that, you know, we, uh, when we were touring early in the 90s, you know, we, we would get sort of... Um, we get befriended by bands like Faith No More and those sort of bands because they really they really saw the potential of country sexy works in where well, we played it as a rock and roll song we played it as a as a dance track well I've heard many many hip hip hop versions of it reggae versions of it so um, yeah and I'm sure Taylor's experienced the same thing because basically the songs are well written that's 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 what it boils down to. Now, did you guys hear the finalized version of Look What You Made Me Do in advance, or did you guys hear the song at the same time, basically, as everybody else? We heard it at the same time as everybody else. Our publisher heard it in advance. He, he heard it, well, I, I, he heard a snippet. He heard one, one section of the Look What You Made Me Do, because that was the inter- interpolation um, part. And then I spoke to him. Um, they weren't actually allowed to tell me who the artist was. You're kidding. No, no, because they, they'd, they'd been asked to keep it under wraps because, you know, understandably, Taylor's people wanted it to be, uh, you know, this, uh, they kept really quiet. But, you know, through process of elimination, and I could ask some questions, I boiled it down to two or three female artists. And um, and I'm very pleased it was Taylor because the other artists we wouldn't have been quite so excited about. <laughs> I'm not going to say who they are. Yeah, I think if someone is going to reinterpret your song all these years later, you really kind of hit the jackpot with Taylor. Yes, yeah, we have. She's done a good. I think the the reinvention of uh, of, of her, and I think the um, I think the, the we like the darkness of the track because the original song, although we didn't we didn't deliver it like it. The idea of the lyric of I'm Too Sexy is cynical. We're making fun of the people who think they are too sexy. I mean, that whole hedonistic thing from the late 80s, which is when we wrote the song, uh, wrote songs from in 1990. And we'd lived in New York in the, at the end of the 80s. And it was very, very hedonistic. And it, it was a lot of people in love with themselves. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what the song's about. We're making fun of them. 
and she sort of channeled that because this is but this is a sort of darker interpretation and so we yeah it, we, we think it works very well yeah it's funny you say that because one of the big conversations about the song since it came out was you know taylor herself hasn't said basically anything about it or done any interviews yet so we are all sort of wondering is this complete satire is this obviously she's making fun of herself what can we expect from the rest of the album is it all going to be along this line we have so many questions still right yeah i mean based on the single i would expect the um the rest of the album i, I don't know about the songwriting but certainly the production's taken a shift it's it's, it's a lot drier uh, the vocals really up front it's more minimal um, and I, maybe the album's going to reflect that. I don't. I don't. I. I. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. But the. But what the, this. The single certainly indicates a shift in production. Certainly. One question I have is: you might have seen that Taylor often has special guests when she's on tour, and we think it would be awesome if you would perform "I'm Too Sexy" as a special guest. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, we, 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 that, that would be great. And also, I think if, I mean, obviously, it, it would, probably wouldn't be our decision, but doing a mashup of the track would be awesome. Yeah, I think, and I think it worked really well because as we've, you know, we've been playing a long, long time. So we've actually gone through quite a few changes ourselves. So live, the band is quite tough. And I think that would be interesting with, uh, with, uh, with bringing what we, what we do live to, to what Taylor does. And so if we were given the opportunity, we would jump at it. Yeah, it'd be, be great fun, yeah. And so obviously since this past Sunday at the VMAs, people cannot stop talking about the music video. Did you guys get a chance to see it? We have. Yes, we have, yeah. It, it, it's funny because um, <laughs> we've, uh, so, yeah, we've been around a long time. And so when I look at a video like that, I just look at the work involved and the money and my heart sinks <laughs> because, because I just know what she, the effort she's put in to make that video, the costume changes, the makeup changes. I don't know how long they took, what, three-day shoot? Three days, Maybe three-day shoot? I don't know. Looks like a lot of work to me. And um, that's one thing Richard and I are very, very lazy with, with our videos. We just, we want... We cartoons are good. Yeah, we like cartoons. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we, we tend to do performance videos and... Uh, we're not very, yeah, we, we've, that's, that's a sort of a, something we don't put a lot of thought into. <laughs> uh, we tend to just play. So um, so hats off to her to, you know, putting all that, that work in because there's a lot of work in the video. Mm. And, the, and the video reflects the song, so it, it works really well. It reminds me a little bit of the uh, Michael Jackson um, thriller. It's got that dark, ghoulish vibe to it. Um, and some of the makeup she uses is very reminiscent of that, I think. Um, and I, I, going back to the album, what you were asking about the album, I think it would be odd if the album, if the single didn't reflect the album. I don't think this, my guess is, I don't know, I'm not, you know, I'm not privy to this, but my guess is that the, the single will be a pretty accurate reflection of the mood of the album. I can't see that the album would be, the rest of the album would be sort of fluffy and poppy, and this one single would be dark and reflective. I, don't, I can't see that would make it much sense. So my guess is the rest of the album is going to be is going to be reflective and not necessarily dark, but I think it'll show a shift in her. Um, I'd be surprised if it didn't. Yeah, and that's what I think everybody has been hoping for is a darker, maybe even rock kind of vibe. 
Yeah, exactly. There's no reason. I don't. This is one of the things I've always found confusing. I don't know why pop has to be anything. It has to be so fluffy the whole time. Pop can be dark. Mm-hmm. It can be. It's not. It's, you know, we shouldn't leave it to rock musicians to be dark. Pop can be dark too, and reflective and cynical. And and um, pop was. I mean, back in the day when people were demonstrating about Vietnam and America and stuff, pop was very, very political. It was very dark. It had some very angry moments, um, and we seem to have lost that. So what's good about the Taylor thing is the rediscovery of pop being a commentary and being reflective and cynical and dark, and I think it's a really good shift. That's so interesting that you say that. I think that a lot of us are very happy that she's working with Jack Antonoff on this music. He's always so creative, and I feel like is great at just taking things in a new direction. So like you, we have zero idea what the other 14 songs on the album might sound like, but we're really excited to hear more. Yeah, exactly. And I th- I, the other thing that's really good about this, I think, is that um, it's really good when an artist, it doesn't matter who it is, really, creates excitement around product. I think that is really, a really healthy thing. And um, my brother and I went to Cannes, a few, as we were working on a, on a movie, we went to, to Cannes a, few, a couple of years ago. And what was really good about it um, was the positive energy about movies. Everybody there was really vibed up about movies. And you do, and what I think is good about this with Taylor Swift is everybody's really enthusiastic and vibed up about an artist and product. And that can only be good for pop music. I think the worst thing that can happen to pop music is when we all get a bit too bored with it and tired of it and, and a little bit too cynical. So I think it's really good that she's created such a furor around this. I think, so I think it's a very healthy thing. Right. And one of the ways that she was able to do that was because she's been so absent and so silent in the past year, everyone was already anticipating this album. And now the excitement is just at an all time high. Yeah, no, that, that's absolutely true. I mean, you've got to be a bit careful with that, because when we were absent and silent, people thought we were dead. <laughs> <laughs> that does happen sometimes. So you've got to be you've got to be careful how you work that. But um, but no, you're absolutely right. I, and I think it's um, and good luck, good luck to her. I think it's really, um, it's also quite rare. We don't do it, but it's quite rare when people speak of their own experiences or hint at their own experiences in music. Not every artist, or we tend to tell stories. That's our thing. Um, and some artists speak to their own experience, and that's that's what she's doing. And I think it's a very good and healthy thing, particularly in pop, which I think has become a little bit overly safe. I think I think Putnam, she's, and this is not a safe thing for her to do. It's good. And we'll be right back with more of our interview. Well, today obviously is a very exciting day for you guys as well. Um, your EP is out today, uh, three tracks. Uh, could you guys tell us a little bit about it? Uh, yes. Well, we weren't sure about releasing the EP because, you know, Sexy's been around so long and been very good to us um, in many ways. But it seems churlish not to make something available. So what we've done is we've, we've done a re-recording of the original. We've done an electro house swing version, uh, which works really, really well. And we've got a deep house version. So uh, we, we decided to you know, just try some, a couple of things we hadn't really done before. Uh, we've done a band version before with you know, sort of, uh, more organic. And with this, we decided to... Um, so particularly the electro swing is something we hadn't attempted at all. Uh, and the electro swing is really, really good fun. And it's like, um, we, 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 it's the sort of thing you could run, a, you know, when you get the old footage of people doing the Charleston, 
from the 1920s. You could run a video like that against this. It's got a real, a, a very, very euphoric feeling to it. And we don't have to be in that. And we're not going to be in which is another excellent idea. Um, so, yeah, so we, we, we didn't want to, um, we, you know, we're, not, we're not doing new videos, we're not doing a promo, we're not promoing, we just wanted to make it available for people who, who, who uh, wanted access to, uh, to, to our versions. Because, um, yeah, we didn't want to, it seems, kind of did, releasing it, making a big song and dance out, out of it seemed a bit disrespectful to Taylor's release. And, and also we didn't want to promo sexy again because that's, that's already been done. So we want to try and hit a happy medium. So how about for the future? What kind of music do you see putting out and any kind of music goals that you have? Um, we, like, we like touring. What we, 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 did, we did a very successful festival run this year. We're already being booked for next year. We, we, like, the, we like the honesty of us and an audience. There's no A&R. There's no TV you know, um, con program controllers, no radio program controllers. It's just us and the audience. So we're big fans of that. Um, and we'll, we're releasing an EP early next year. And we're just doing some writing on that now. And, and overall, it's just a bit tougher, uh, more organic. We tend to, I, I, I tend to play most of the guitars, but we do, we have a second guitar player in the band. And uh, it'll probably be dance, you know, sort of pop and dance related, but certainly the guitars are tougher and the general, the back, the, you know, the drums and the bass are pretty weighty. So, um, uh, we're looking forward to getting some response from that. It's sort of, I think it'll be out sort of February, March. Oh, great. Well, speaking of touring, do you have a favorite touring memory? Um, let me think. Um, yeah. The car, something to do in um, Florida. All oh, right. Okay. Well, there's different ones. But when we when we first when we were touring in America for the first time, we'd hired a car. Uh, we were in Florida, and it was a it was a um, Thunderbird, I think, and it was a um, stop top. Nice. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was fun, man. So, so we were driving down uh, into sort of uh, downtown Florida. Uh, down, yes, um, uh, down yeah, my, uh, Miami. Sorry, downtown Miami, and um, we didn't know the city. And we just and we were just surfing through the radio stations, and we actually it was like something from a movie. We actually found them introducing us as America's brand new number one, and uh, that was very cool. So we're in this lovely car in Miami, and it's the first time we'd heard us being introduced as Billboard number one with Andrew Sexy. That was a really good touring moment. Um, we toured, the, we did some shows with James Brown in uh, about '95, no '94. That was very cool because he obviously just being on, on, you know, sharing the stage with him and that was amazing. Um, I played guitar with Bob Dylan. That was amazing. Richard played guitar, uh, bass with David Bowie. They were both really good touring moments. Um, and, and I think sometimes we, we did the, um, we played the Bollywood Awards. We were doing a tour of that part of the world and incorporated that was the Bollywood Awards. And, you know, when you go, when you're doing a TV show, you, you quite often the producer will say, well, you know, you'll talk to the producer and say, well, how many people are watching this? And they'll say 2 million, 10 million, whatever it happens to be. And I said to the guy, how many people are watching this? He said, oh, 300 million. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so you were like, oh, that's quite a lot of people. And he said, yes, but tomorrow will be a lot more once it's, once it's been syndicated. And we're like, man, 300 million is a lot, trust me. <laughs> yeah, and opening the World Cup 
in Germany in uh, 2006. 2006, we opened up the World Cup at the Brandenburg Gate. Wow. Yeah, about half a million people were there. That was, and we've got a very big sports song. Well, a song that's been adapted for sports. A song called "Stand Up for the Champions," and that's been a, that's sort of been embraced by the sports community. So that we, we played that at the World Cup, and um, that was that, that 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 was a great touring moment. Yeah. Well, quite honestly, it sounds like you guys have hit literally everything uh, in your touring. So many milestones. Yeah, we have, we have, we've done a lot of air miles. And, and we've been very lucky. We've played with some really, really good bands. Um, yeah, we played with, yeah, we, yeah, toured with the shows with Spinal Tap and Extreme and Green Day, uh, Lionel Richie, um, um, R.E.M. And we don't be, we've been very, very fortunate to, to be on some very good rosters and very good shows. Well, is there anywhere that you guys maybe haven't toured yet or maybe that you're looking forward to or that maybe the fans are demanding that you play in the future? Uh, South America. We've always we've sold, we've done a lot, sold a lot of records in South America, but we've never gone down and performed. So that would be, um, that, that's definitely on our list. China, there's quite a lot of interest in us going to China. Um, and we're, we'll be back in North America next year, which we're very excited about. So... Um, um, North America, Canada, and Mexico will be will be doing shows next year. So uh, we're, yeah, we'll have a, we've got a brand new band, which we're gonna, as I said, we're gonna film this Sunday in the studio. Hopefully, doing this mashup, which would be fun. And we're taking them out on the road next year. And they're they're younger than us and prettier than us. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it and also takes the average age of the band down. Yeah, we need we need. If you know anybody, we need somebody in the band who's about 10. <laughs> <laughs> the average age of the band right down, which yeah. is what we want to do. Yeah, that's, that's our plan, yeah. Or maybe some newborns. <laughs> <laughs> so can we expect tour dates to be announced early next year? Yes, yes. yes. We're, we're talking to festivals. Uh, talking to some different events in um, in North America, our agent uh, says um, there's quite a lot of interest. So we're expecting to announce soon after Christmas. So one of my favorite things uh, that you guys have done too on your guys's YouTube channel, you've released these videos where you answer fan mail. Do you guys have any plans to do any more of those in the future? We do. Yes, we do. We, for some reason, people confide in us. <laughs> I have no idea why. <laughs> Yeah, we, we get a lot of questions. It's quite odd. And I think maybe it's because yeah, Richard came out with the whole gay thing in the early 90s, which was quite controversial. We've been very open about, you know, um, various sort of, um, yeah, the, yeah, everything, really, you know, drug use and alcohol abuse and, you know, touring and, and you know, promiscuity. We, we, we don't really filter ourselves. We, because we're an independent band, we've never signed to, we've never been signed to a major label. So we tend to just say what we think, which sometimes is good and sometimes is bad. Um, but what that has meant is that people think we're going to answer honestly because we we aren't really we don't filter what we say. So we tend to get a lot of people asking us questions, expecting honesty, and we are honest. So we, we're, um, we're we're going to be doing some stuff about the music industry, but, yeah, what it's like being independent and self-funding for twenty six seven years, which has been you know fun and also exhausting at the same time. Um, so we and, and also we'd be doing another run of dear threads because we've got a whole bunch of other questions, you know, like shaving our heads and you know because we started <laughs> losing our hair. You know, you know people, people, yeah, there's loads of guys out there losing their hair and they're freaking out. And other guys, you know, they don't like their bodies. So what, you know, what do they do about that? And diet and 
things that we have a degree of uh, you know experience in. So we will be doing an, another another run of those. Yes, that's awesome, and I think especially it's fascinating if you were going to talk about, like you said, how you've managed to have such a long career while being independent because the music industry is constantly changing. And I think we're at a point now where people have a much easier time putting music out on their own terms. And a lot of interesting things come out of that with new artists. Uh, yes, they do. Yeah, It's never been a better time to make music, but sadly, uh, TV stations and radio stations still respond to major record companies better and more positively than they do independent labels. Uh, there's still a big um, uh, disparity between how in the, the independent market is treated compared to the major label market, which is a shame. Uh, I don't know. I haven't experienced that so much in the US, but I can tell you first-hand experience in the UK, TV and radio is, do is controlled and dominated by the major labels. Um, so we have quite a fight on our hands to get heard over here. Um, and also we, we, we fund it ourselves. So yeah, people think we're extremely rich because of the songs we've written, but actually we, we really aren't because, because we have, because, because our successes also fund our failures and we've had quite a few failures. So, so yeah, we're very fortunate still to be very solvent, but, uh, you know, we, we don't we don't have multiple Bentleys and multiple homes and planes. We just don't live like that. We, we're an independent band and we have to pay for it ourselves. That's how it is. And I think that that's honestly inspiring for people to be able to hear because you can still have a happy medium and still retain your independence. And for a lot of artists, maybe that's the lifestyle isn't the most important thing to them and they just want to be putting out music and touring. And I think you guys are a great example of someone that has done that so well for so many years. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, so I have to say, sometimes you feel like you're shouting into the void. Into the void. <laughs> you go like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, you know, Sometimes it feels like that. But then, um, you know, if you just keep going and you, you stick to your guns, we get, you get moments like this with Taylor. You get moments like the Bollywood Awards or moments like I'm Too Sexy or as we've got a very famous song in the UK called Deeply Dippy. And there are moments that, that balance it out. So you do have, sometimes you do feel you're in the wilderness. But if you, ha if you hang in there, you will finally be heard. And, um, uh, and, and you know, some people do a lot more successfully than we do, uh, and, and, but most don't. And so we're, we, we count our blessings. I was actually reading your interview with people, and it was just so great with your reaction to when you realized that you would actually be getting money for <laughs> Taylor's use of <laughs> I'm Too Sexy. And it just, for me, showed how much you love the music. We were told when I was doing interviews last week about the Taylor Swift uh, interpolation thing, one of the questions I was asked all the time was how much money you're going to make. And, you know, I had never thought about it. It had never, ever, ever crossed my mind. And I remember with Sexy the first time we flew to Brussels doing some promotion. And I remember sitting on the plane. And I was, I was 35 at this point. I mean, you know, it's not like I was a child. <laughs> I, was, I was 35. And I was sitting on the plane. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness me, you can actually have a hit abroad. Isn't that amazing? And, I, and we've been like that ever since. We are just pretty, we don't think, we only, the only time we think about money is when there isn't any. Yep. Um, and, and we are very serious about the music, but we try not to take the industry itself too seriously. That's, mm. And we don't take no for an answer. So when somebody says to us that won't work, we just keep plowing away and doing it. You sometimes can't. they're right. And sometimes they're right. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But 
the only thing I would say to independent bands is never ever stop. If, you know, if you be, if you believe in what you're doing, never stop. If somebody says something that chimes with what you already think, take notice. But if it's if it's diametrically opposed to what you think and what you believe, ignore it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And when we would, um, yeah, people would be asking about the uh, the money we'll make on the back of the of the Taylor Swift interpolation, and no one believes us. But yeah, my my on my mother's grave, we can we neither Richard or I could dis- discuss money with our publisher or between ourselves. No. We just didn't. We just I it, well, that wasn't the, the burning issue. The burning issue was. Um, have we been treated fairly uh, with the with the um, with the with the credit which we have? Um, and and basically, the most important thing was the minute we started dealing with Taylor's team, we realised they were really really polite. And she's a much bigger star than we are, but you wouldn't know that from the way they spoke to us. There was no ego. There was no don't you know who we are sort of stuff. It was a level playing field. And we've been treated really fairly, and that was the overriding factor by by far. And of course, making more money is very useful for an independent band like us. But I could, as I said, on my mum's grave, we have not had a, a discussion about solely about the money. We really haven't. So that's just how it is. That's really great to hear. And I think what you said about just how well you were treated is great for us as fans to hear because. That has been something that Taylor has been so consistently known for throughout her whole career, and I think that's contributed to a lot of her success. Absolutely, and and it's, you know anybody who's been in this business for a while will know that it's very rare. I mean, I'm, as we speak, I've, there's a huge bunch of flowers on my table with a note from Taylor and Jack, and you know it's it's really sweet. It's really nice of them to do stuff like that. And as I say, um, Tree Payne, who is one of um, who works with Taylor. Um, she, it's obviously incredibly busy um, this this week, inevitably, and probably for the previous six months as well. Um, and when we send an email or we send it, we put in a call, we get a response within half an hour. And we know musicians who don't respond at all. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's pretty rare. Yeah, we, 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 we value very highly politeness. There's not enough of it in this business. And people treating each other with respect is very rare. And when it happens, it's extremely welcome. Well, this has been such an amazing chat with you guys. I've loved hearing everything you've had to say. Do you want to remind everyone just where they can find all of your latest music and your social media? Yes, uh, we're on um, we're on Twitter as at the Fred. Uh, we're on Facebook with Right Said Fred Official. Um, uh, our official site is rightsaidfred dot com, and all information and everything tends to be across those platforms. Um, so please visit the site. Um, there's the Auntie Ste- Sexy EP, and um, yeah, there's, there's there's some merch which is also available. Um, yeah, and and all and just up, up gen- general updates. And if people don't want to buy anything, that's fine. But just drop in and say hello. And we can expect the mashup on your platforms within about a week from September first. Yeah, as 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 long as we like the way it sounds. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> Uh, which I think we will, because we played around with it a little bit. It sounded pretty great. So um, I think we're going to have something up. Hopefully, we can turn it around within inside a week. Yeah, depending on people's availability. But it should be it should be about a week. Yep. Well, thank you both so much for doing this. Truly, uh, it's been inspiring uh, and just fascinating to hear you guys talk about both the music industry and your involvement with Taylor. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a the whole thing has been with Taylor. It's been fantastic. It's been easy and polite and respectful and everything about it's been great so uh we're very very happy and 
through you guys, we'd like to thank everybody, Taylor, obviously, and all the team, for the fantastic jazz and just for treating us properly. I mean, they've just been really, really cool, you know, and it's a, it's a pleasure. Well, I know that our listeners and Taylor's fan base is going to be so excited to hear this interview, and we can't wait to share it. So thank you so much again. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thanks, thanks, thanks for talking to you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Get some sleep. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm going right back to bed. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys, really. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my God. That was such an incredible interview. My mind is officially blown talking to these two. Such intelligent guys and just so interesting to listen to. Yeah, it was so interesting to hear from them about Taylor and Taylor's team because they are such icons in the industry. And I always really enjoy hearing stories about how appreciative and accommodating Taylor and her team are to everyone they interact with. And I think the fan base as a whole knows that that is just how they operate all the time. But it's always nice to hear it again and again. And I'm really so intrigued after this interview to find out anything more I can about the making of Look What You Made Me Do. Jack Antonoff actually tweeted that he would be giving some background soon on how the production came about. I know he always really loves breaking things down from a technical standpoint, so I'm really looking forward to hearing that from him soon. Yes, absolutely. Me too. I saw that tweet. I just cannot wait for whatever he puts out. Yeah, I'm personally hoping it's a video but i'm kind of doubting that i'll take anything we can get yeah what he's done in the past with some of his other work is he'll just do either an essay that he posts or like a really long twitter thread where he just gives a lot of detail so i'm guessing it might be something like that but i'll take anything we can get oh yeah i'll read everything that he posts so if you don't have him on twitter alerts you might want to you can just set up your notifications and you'll be notified anytime he tweets. And actually, you could do that with our Twitter, too. We have a lot of good info on there. Yes, because we will definitely be tweeting this information when it becomes available. And our Twitter, as we mentioned earlier, is SwiftCast13. That's our main active social media channel that we're on all the time. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr, if you guys are on there as well. And you can go to our website, swiftcast13.com, which has all of our episodes and all of that info for you. So thanks again for listening. We have lots of exciting episodes coming out soon, and we can't wait to share those with you. So for now, for episode 219, this has been Ashley, Nate, and Steph. And we'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Bye, guys. Later. Too sexy by...